bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Friday. And I hope you're all doing well. I'm sure it's going to be a good Friday because it's a weekend. Of course. (laughs) I wanted to talk about portals. There are many portals out there that you can use. I have not used very many of them because I use them for certain situations, but they are very, very useful, as you know. And I've given you some ideas about portals in the past. Not sort of disguised as other things, but, you know, I'm thinking back on the previous episodes and I have kind of, you know, some of the things going, oh, you can use a portal for that. I mean, you know, what are what are portable holes and bags of holding, if not portals into another pocket dimension or something like that? So you think about that and you give it a think. And we'll talk more about that right after this. Okay, portals. I haven't used portals very much in my game except for getting players from one place to another. I don't know. Maybe it's the the gamer in me, the player in me, I should say. But I really don't like confusing my players, and what I mean by that is by confusing location with players. See, portals are good if they need to happen, if it's part of the plot. But for me, portals are, well, they have the potential of having to do more work than I wanted to to during the game. It's a little complication sometimes I don't need, and I'm all about not complicating my job so I can run the run the, the adventure correctly. But if he, I, I one of the first games I did for Swords and Wizardry, they the uh, it wasn't Swords and Wizardry as I was using I was using keeping the Borderlands with castles and crusades, and they were in the Caves of Chaos, um, and they ended up having to well actually they ended up in the caves of chaos because they started this tower this this mad ghoul that was was overrun it and they had to grab him he jumped through a portal which led to the caves of chaos and it was a whole big mess and i mean it wasn't a big mess it was i mean when the parties got there they had to fight stuff but what i'm saying is it wasn't hard for me because i was doing it was plot motivated I was doing this for a certain reason because I wanted them in a certain area. That's what portals are good for. If you want characters in a certain area, do that. Remember I talked about AccuQuest, the adventure temp agency or whatever you want to call it, hiring place? So that's the same thing where they have portals. And portals can malfunction. That's where the fun part is. I already talked about that. But portals were, that that was for a specific reason. That was for a plot-related reason. And some dungeons put portals in there that move people to different parts of the dungeon. Or another dungeon altogether, maybe thousands of miles away, who knows. Because you can do anything with portals. So, the thing, the thing is, if you split the party like that, 
say somebody follows a one-way portal into the third level of the dungeon and they're still on the first, you've got to track two different sets of character or sets of characters. In other words, it's, a way, it's another split in the party thing, which I'm not too crazy about. I can do it, but I'm not too crazy about doing it. So, to me, portals must have purpose. If they're going to do that... I mean, if you lay it out in the dungeon, I have the opportunity to change that portal however I want, like I can change anything else in the dungeon. So I can make it a two-way portal. I can make it a one-way portal. I can make it a one-way portal that disappears after they go through it. Things like that. You see what I'm saying? So if there's a... if Say they have a dungeon where there's a portal or two that goes wherever you get to decide the wherever don't let the don't let the module or adventure decide you decide if you're writing your own stuff that's another story you know where it's going you know how you want to run it but if you're using a bot module or whatever that's the kind of thing you got to think about it's just just one of the millions of little things you got to think about when you have a module with a dungeon adventure or any other adventure. I mean, you got to know how things. You got to decide how you want to change it. And in dungeons, there are all these other these all these things you can change if you have to, if you want to. And portals are are one of them. Portals should really you you really got to. I would stop and think about you know what this means about the game, what this means about the group, depending on you figure out, okay, they're this level. If they go through a portal to knocks them down to the bottom of the dungeon, that's going to be a problem. They might as well run up near their character if they're doing that. If they're like low level, say first to third. So I would modify things like portals and transports and things like that. To, I'm not going to say I'm trying to give them an easier time, but I want I want to up the survivability a little. Let's say I'm stuck with a dungeon that's for a higher level party and I have lower level characters. Well, I'm not going to bump them up just for this. Because once they're bumped, to me, once they're bump, bumped up in level, that's it. They're bumped up in level. I'm not going to take it away from them. So I would rather modify the adventure itself than do anything with the characters. I've seen this happen before, and it was all right. I mean, Matt did this in Labyrinth. My friend Matt did this in Labyrinth Lord because he wanted us at a certain level to deal. But it wasn't just the one adventure he was doing. He says, I want you to you guys to be here for the rest of the campaign because the rest of the campaign is going to be that deadly. That's the thing. If you, here's, if you decide you're... GM is giving you a lot of stuff and it's not this is what I learned my friend Carlos he's not a munchkin GM by all by any means but when he starts giving you stuff like staves of the staves of the magi and soul-sucking axes and things like that I know I know and I know Carlos I'm calling you out right now he's one of my supporters I'm calling you out right now I know that he's trying to say, take this, you're going to need it. Your life may depend on it or something like that. I don't think, I don't think you know, character's life should ever depend on like a magical item or something. It may be the focus of the, of the adventure or something like that or an artifact, but I mean, you know, 
they got to survive by their own wits and depends on and also it depends on how they use it it's not the item it's how they use it so i know if they're going to start giving you a whole bunch of stuff the campaign's going to get deadly and if you throw a portal in there and they jump through and you're not ready for them you're going to be doing an awful lot of improv an awful lot of improv just to, either to keep up with them or to keep from killing them outright because they did this thing. Or you can just go, okay, you guys did this, live with the consequences. You're killed in two, in two rounds by whatever is in the other side. You know, there could be something like a Lamia waiting for you and it's like, boom, boom, you're dead. You know, you're that's on you. That sounds like Matt, my friend Matt. That's on you. You did that. But at the same time, it's it's kind of a it's a delicate balance. I mean, I'm pretty old school in there's nothing wrong with characters running away from something that is too powerful for them to handle. I always encourage them to do it, fight another day, get some levels under you, go back and take care of it because I give them the time to do that. But if you've got a if you've got something like a portal and you're just gonna leave it there, it, it's it's some people it's the same thing as having a, a say throwing a red dragon at a second level party. You know, you either fight or run away. Well in a portal you can't run away because they're usually one way. If I would make them I would the only thing I would do was make the portal two way. So they jump in there and that gives them a chance to run away. So that's how I would concede to that. But if they don't, well, it's on them. Portals are really handy. And there's also the portals where they go into like another another dimension. They go into another plane of existence. I'm not too crazy about, you know, plane hopping and things like this. This is why I don't care for I mean, Planescape's a nice game, but I don't really care for it. Uh, that's not that's not my thing. I don't like jumping into a place where the rules change every time we go into a different place. Mainly the magic rules. <laughs> but that's another story. So you can use that for, if you want to do, it's great if you want to do like a one-shot with the, with the established characters in the game already. You do a one-shot and they jump back in the portal at the end of it or something like that. Maybe a couple of sessions, they're back. You know, that was different. That was nice. But that's what portals are there for, too. So those are my thoughts on portals. And take them or leave them. You know, I don't, if you, I'm going to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk about this, oldmangrognargmail.com, of course. And, or if you want to drop me a voicemail on Anchor, you can do that, too. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can support this program, and I would thank you. Once again, thank you, Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, and Daniel for supporting me. You guys are great. Don't forget Mark C. Walring's The Awning Albert Podcast. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.